What's up, everybody? Candace Cooper here, Locked on ACC Pod. And let me tell you, there's a lot of money to be made this weekend. I think people are overreacting or maybe a little too hype about some of these ACC teams in terms of these lines, in terms of this coverage. I don't know what people thought when they think about Virginia Tech, Carolina, minus nine. Are you serious? What about NC State and Clemson? It's feeling like it could come down to Chris Dunn and a kick, like it always does. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Candace Cooper here, Locked On ACC Pods. And we are talking with Jersey Drake from Locked On Seminoles, per usual, for Freestyle Friday, where anything goes. But more importantly than that, we're trying to make you some money. We're trying to make sure that your pockets are full after you head to Sunday. Maybe you have a little extra as you slow into the NFL season. But for college football, if there was ever a time to get right for the season, week five clearly is it. There's a lot of great games here that we want to go over on today's show. So without further ado, Drizzy Drake in the building. How's it going, friend? It's going well, Candace. I'm glad to be with you all Friday. You know, as always, you know, thank you guys for love and support. And also, please, you know, thoughts and prayers out to those affected by Hurricane Ian over on the southwest sure. coast of Florida, Fort Myers, Orlando, and everything. Thankfully, you know, my brother and his wife are okay and everything else too as well. But we're here to, you know, make some money, you know, and have a good time. And uh, shout out to the University of Miami, who's uh, actually on a buy this weekend. Y'all are lucky that y'all didn't get me on Monday and get until Friday because... Uh, <laughs> God, y'all are bad. Lord, I think Kenton reiterate, reiterated that, even though despite the fact that it was his GBU and it was supposed to be out the Atlantic, he could not help himself but go in on the Miami team. So if you check out that Monday episode, do that. But if you checked out the Thursday episode with Alex Dono, he was right there. I mean, he didn't he didn't go in, but he pretty much was like, Yeah, it's not it's a it's a sad sight right now. Can't hold you. Yeah, it's a uh, poor, poor state of repair. It was like a state of disrepair, I think, is the best way to talk about the University of Coral Gables. Y'all in University of Miami until you actually win some damn games of relevance because uh, y'all struggled against Southern Miss and then y'all beat up on it. got beat up by a Middle Tennessee. Like I know in the comments you'd be like, Oh, but Jacksonville State last year. Yeah, we lost on a Hail Mary. Y'all got dog walked at home by like 30 freaking points. So uh, they actually were not at home, so if that that helps. Miami, yeah, it was a home game. That was a home game. They paid Middle Tennessee State one point five million dollars. Who, by the way, Miami only had one point six yards per carry, so you almost got. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm just gonna stop talking right now. Actually, I'm okay, gonna, okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, I thought they went to Murfreesboro and got their ass, which I'm like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, home field advantage, blah 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 blah. It, okay, yeah, that makes that makes it a little bit worse, but we're not here to digress on what happened. Miami's got a whole week to get themselves to their act right, right? They can't stop embarrassing, embarrassing us in front of company. Basically, all that said to say, please stop embarrassing us in front of company. What we do want to talk about, though, is week five, starting with Saturday, Louisville and Boston College. Now, if you listen to yesterday's show, I said, listen, Louisville, don't play around. Don't play with your food. Boston College is due for a win, and it could come this weekend if you cut up. Don't cut up. This is not the weekend to cut up. Don't embarrass in front the hose come on now you never ever embarrass us in front of the hose and that's why louisville is <laughs> gonna comfortably cover the spread currently the spread right now is louisville is minus 14 and a half i saw it minus 15 and a half this morning and to me this is a boston college team that i think kenton reiterated it i think aj black has said the same thing 
basically filter Kovic is like by himself on the sideline. He's not, not talking, he's island, not engaging yeah. with the offensive lines, not engaging with Zay. It just feels like he's kind of a man on an Island. So it's like, do you have more head? The backup come in and actually, you know, take some snaps. And to me, this is like you saw with FSU, like an FSU team. It's a very, we're a very, very good team, but they physically dominated them both offensively and defensively. And even start off with a kick return for a touchdown. We haven't had one of those since 2013. So to me, Louisville, like, I know it's Scott Southfield. I'm not a big fan of his, but I think Malik Cunningham, that offense showcased that they can beat up on actually pretty, pretty damn bad teams by showcasing that last week against USF when they did cover as well. But even being down two touchdowns is still not enough to me in terms of what this Boston College team is. Like, I, I would think this is going to be a blowout minus at least 35, minus maybe even 28, but minus 14 is like, it could still be a little more dicey than you want it to be when it's all said and done. I mean, it's maybe someone someone knows, you know, basically people. I think it's more also that like people forget like how bad Louisville was for the first two games. But in the yeah. past two games, they've actually looked like competent. Now, I don't know if better is the right yeah. word, but competent. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like to me, like I think 14 and a half, that's like a safer number. And to me, I'll take that all day. I'll go. I would take it all day up to 17 and a half. That's fair. That's fair. Now we got Wake Forest, Florida State. Next team, they'll start at 3.30. Our first 3.30 matchup of the day. Probably, arguably, one of the best games, a top 25 matchup between the Demon Deacons and the Seminoles. I already know which way you're rocking, but minus seven. How are you feeling about that one? So, Candace, do you remember the song that you put me on last year, by the way, when we started doing these plays? <laughs> no. What, what? It was Shootout by uh, by a Soldier Boy. Let me get him, because this is a public service now yeah. for all y'all out there. This is going okay. to be a shootout and just like that yeah. game too as well because these are two offenses that right now, Wake Forest, master of the slow mesh, put up 40-something point, 40 plus points on a Clemson defense that I like our defense. Our defensive line is nowhere near Clemson's and also our defensive line is without a majority of their starters. But also, yeah. this Wake Forest defense, while improved, as Candace would say, the bar was in hell from last year. And this is a basically an offense from FSU that has Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven freak, or Johnny Quest, I like to call him, Micah Pittman, who was due for a touchdown, and then the three headed monster of Trey Benson, Treshawn Ward, and Lawrence Tofili. And then Jordan Travis, IKA your Heisman front runner right now at this point, as Kansas would tell you too. So to me, the easy play here is over six, three and a half. And I hate to say this too, seven points is too much. I do think Wake Forest has a, enough of, of, of firepower to keep up with FSU. I think FSU wins this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a, if a 42-38 kind of score line uh, in FSU's favor. So take Wake to cover the points. I think FSU is going to have to play perfect. And I say this because Wake Forest is known for their perfection. Known for their perfection, minimal turnovers, and they make you pay for your turnovers. So I think Florida State is going to have to be of sound mind and truly tunnel vision, play their best ball that they've had this season. Right. You can't really be sloppy, sloppy and think you're going to be able to make it up. That's just not what you get with a Wake Forest opponent. So no, I'm I mean, hoping that the height, the doke height does enough for them. No, and I think you're absolutely correct with that. I think I think Wake Forest has not had a negative turnover margin for an entire season, I think, since like 2016. So that's six <laughs> years of that. And then I think in 33 or last 35 games, they've had turnovers. But look at last year's game. FSU has six turnovers. Shout out to Mackenzie Milne, who basically wasn't able to play well that game. Jordan Travis, the same damn thing. But the score was still 35 to 14. So it wasn't the big sort of like offensive explosion that you see for Wake Forest. But to me, with a competent QB, competent offense, FSU was going to win this game. But seven points is a lot. And it's a lot to ask for a Wake Forest team that can score quick, can score fast. And but look out for the explosive plays because Wake Forest, while I do get explosive plays, they're 100th in defense and allowing 
explosive plays. So expect for some Ja'Kai Douglas, some Johnny Wilson bombs out there. Yeah, 100%. All right, moving on to the next 330 game, Virginia Tech and North Carolina, which arguably is a head-to-head and who could be fighting for a top of the Coastal. Listen, I'm not saying I'm over it, but I'm kind of <laughs> over it. I'm kind of over it. But minus nine, are you guys on the highest of highs? Can't be. Can't be watching this North Carolina defense thinking minus nine is going to be doable. Yeah, our friends over at online.ig might have to go up my last know where the plug's at. But overall, to me, with Virginia Tech, UNC, I'm not taking those points because I do feel like Virginia Tech, they might struggle because Grant Wallace has shown not to be sort of the most consistent QB. But I'm also not having, as like I'm agreeing with you in that I don't have faith in UNC's defense to be able to cover nearly two touchdown spreads. So to me, we've been taking the over all year. We've only missed the over on this team once. So give me the over at 53 because I do trust Drake May. That kid is going to be a stud for years to come. It might be probably better than Sam Howell when his career is over. All I want is four quarters of defense. Four quarters of good defense. I will be a happy. I don't even care if you slip up and allow a touch. That's fine. Listen, ain't nobody going to have a perfect. Ain't no shutouts happening. Fine. It could. It should happen with Grant Wells. But I'm not even going to be cute like that. I'm going to say he's going to figure out how to score. But what I'm asking you, be competitive for four quarters. I plead. I bet. I'm looking in the camera asking, please, my God. All right. And we can touch on this one very quickly because it doesn't even have a line. Wagner, Syracuse. My God, Wagner. Hate it for him. Syracuse is going to mess around and be 5-0. and That's crazy. I want, like, to, I want to sincerely look at the camera now that you did that. I'm going to follow your lead. Dino, I'm sorry for the things I've done, for the things I've said, and everything I've said over the past year and a half. You've showcased that patience. I think AJ Black was saying it earlier this week. Patience is a real thing when it comes to evaluating coaches. We've seen now Dino with making Gary Schrader a viable option. They brought in the new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator from UVA who showcased Brandon Armstrong, which might be the main reason why Brandon Armstrong is kind of now, I think, bottom five. I think he's the third worst QB in the ACC for QBR. So to me, Gary Schrader was Sean Tucker and a defense that that defensive coordinator, low-key, I, I wouldn't mind poaching him when our DC leaves because that he understands that coordinate a full defense for a full entire game. This yeah. is a this is a fundamentally sound football team on both sides of the ball. And yeah, um, whatever the line is when this opens up, take Syracuse to cover that because um, it's going to be ugly for Wagner. I hate it had to be you, my guy. Hate it had to be you, my guy. Oh, my goodness. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. And listen, I, in my pickums for this weekend, I would love for UNC, I want their defense to just do something. Just do freaking something, okay, against Virginia Tech. If Grant Wells even looks like a serviceable quarterback, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to be freaking pissed. So there's that. I'm going to try and be cool, but I'm going to be pissed. I think that Sam Hartman is going to have a great game. I think that Devin Leary is going to have a great game. I think DJU is going to have an awesome game. Those are very much the kind of things that I'm looking to see as I do my underdog picks. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. The underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in, mm, there it is. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. We're rocking and rolling here with, I was going to say DJ. But I'm so sorry. It's Drizzy Drake. Now, DJ's more slimmer than I. He's Slim Cinco. Now, I, I've got to work my way to Slim, slim Drake now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
can't wait for Slim Drake to get that thing. You know what? You should have like a the wedding flow. You know, getting in. Are you are you doing like a wedding workout plan? How oh yeah, it? yeah. We're starting that next month, and that's going to be brutal. I got to clear out my pantry because your boy has gotten a sweet tooth like a mofo now. I got to work on that. All right, no more no more cookies, no more cake. We got to get serious. No more no more gummies. Like we trying to get right yes, for ma'am. the wedding season now. Trying to get right for Saturday would all be for NC State and Clemson, which is going to be the best game of the weekend. Good lord, please just let it be high flying. Please let it be great defense. All the classic kind of combos. Say you know conversation. Classic speak. You know what I'm trying to say. I can't even get it out because I'm so freaking excited. It's going to be at 730. There's no better place to be. Unless you're going to be a Duke like I am. Clemson, Death Valley, all the energy and vibes. Can NC State pull off this victory? Well, can Dan and Larry actually play up to this potential that we've had him for all season? That's the question to me. Like, I think the NC State's defense has been really damn good all year. That's a defense. To me, their defense is better than Clemson's overall. Like, not the players talent-wise, but I definitely feel they're, as a unit, as a full unit, they look better. But we need Devin Leary to step up because he's basically been, he also has had a QBR at 49. He's in the bottom yeah. five right now in the conference overall. To me, this is a game that's going to be high, not, not high scoring, but the line right now, the over under a set of 43. Take the over in that. I think that was that they thought the storm would probably be actually have a bigger effect on that. I believe the storm would mm-hmm. actually be around towards game time. So take the over with that. I'm not your meteorologist, but typically you want to look at weather patterns for that. And then to me, I like NC State to do it again this year. Yeah. I think NC State at plus six and a half is going to be the real play. I think Devin Leary will do just enough to beat up on a Clemson team because with DJ, DJ has played really well this year. He's played a lot better. He looks a lot more improved. But Wake Forest secondary isn't that great. And yeah. quite frankly, the Clemson's wide receivers, they're going to have to go up against the secondary for NC State, which is also a much better defense too. So give me the three, t- the, 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 uh, the three play, the three for three. NC State plus six and a half. NC State to win plus 220 and the over to 43. I can't wait to hear about it because I think that ultimately this game is going to come down to special teams and it's going to come down to Chris Dunn. I want him to get some revenge. I want him to make all the kicks. I want him to like, it's games on the line. I don't even want to come down to that. I don't want it to have to come down to Dunn. I want it to be like high flying Leary versus DJ. You know, that's how it goes. I would hate for it to come down to kicks and he has the same kind of pressure. And shout out to CD in the chat right there. You see that? Let's go NC State. Like, we're, we're all Wolfpack this week. <laughs> we are all because I think it'd be more fun, right? I think it'd be more fun to have NC State at the top of them because we've seen Clemson do it. Let's have someone who's flying under the radar. I thought I was a little nervous about that Texas Tech matchup, but it's actually proving to be better for NC State to win how they did and yeah, get they, that they, good they, dub. They, they, they exerted their dominance on that game, yeah. Right, right. So I'm thinking this is going to be the the one, the the – what's it call it the granddaddy of the mole <laughs> virginia and duke next matchup here virginia is heading to wallace wade beating mike elko is going to be a challenge but they're bouncing back after the kansas game they don't want to be a reflection of past seasons where they just start to slip up against halfway decent teams they want to prove their point that they are a different program than in years past I'm going for Duke. I will be there in the building. I'm minus two and a half. I mean, whatever. You have it. I got it. I'm feeling like Duke is going to pull this off. However, Virginia due for a good game. You almost saw it with the Syracuse matchup. That offense, though, is terrible. Defense so, is a close second. Okay. Okay. So, folks, Battle Line drops their lines typically either Sunday night or early Monday morning. I took Duke at minus one and a half. Now, Candace, I think this line would keep moving and my head's my battle here a little bit. Why shouldn't folks take Virginia plus two and a half? Because I think that is a very tempting kind of a trap game line for these people. 
Well, if you look, Nick Jackson got the targeting call, won't be in the first half. One, that's the best player that they've got. Two, I just think Brendan Armstrong is not clicking. Like, I obviously a good quarterback figures it out. I think Jatavion Thompson figures it out. But I just don't think it's going to be this game because you're still sleeping on a really good Duke program. People are still settling on the fact that Duke is not as good as they're assuming. And you're going to be having your feelings hurt. Kansas is actually really good. So you're like, yeah. oh, well, they haven't played anybody. So, like, we're just going to be on the roll of helping them not play anybody. No, that's not how it's about to go down. Yeah, folks, that's why Kansas is one of my sleeper teams. I was very – I went with Kansas last week, but I'm going to stick with my guts this week. I'm going to yeah. take Duke minus two and a half. The okay. total's a 51 and a half currently. I'm not touching that because I have a sneaking suspicion that Bernard Armstrong might be asked to do a little more differently this weekend. Also, that we've seen that actually their offense is still not great, but they have improved from the first week. So, to me, I think the play here is Duke spread at minus two and a half. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Last game that we have here for week five. Georgia Tech and Pitt. I just had Danny Cannell on the show. Drop that interview. So if you have not yet checked out the CBS analysis, Mr. Analyst, who gave us a great insight on all of the best bets here with Bet Online, our friends over there. I said Georgia Tech's gonna pull off this magical upset because they don't have Jeff Collins anymore. So he he was the one holding them back. And now Jeff Sims is about to fire it off. You know, that's gonna happen. No, okay. Minus 22. Minus listen, 22. listen. If you spell your name Jeff with a G, I'm already not gonna trust you to do anything right. <laughs> Listen, I mean, like, I mean, we look, Kiss, you said before the season started, why is this man still coaching coming into the year? Had why? No At this point, but see, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to let him coach four games, coach season, you know, if you go avoid the buyout, why, why are you going to pay him to sit down? Why? That's silly. I mean, listen, they got money like that, I guess. Like, listen, if you need some coaches or anything, I can definitely work for like half of the pay there. You can give me the same buyout. I would love to, you know, go to an early retirement. But I think, yeah, I think Pitts, the player of minus 22, primarily because I think GT. I get the fired coach thing, and I think it does kind of scare me. You know, we saw something similar with FSU UF last year when Dan Mullen was fired, and then UF, UF pulled the upset, if you want to call it that. So to me, that is kind of a true factor. I lean Pitt minus 22. I'm not going to take that. It's going to be one of the, probably the only game this week I'm not going to be touching, and folks, I try to take as many plays as I can with this. But to me, if you want to lean some way, look at Pitt minus 22, maybe see if it drops to minus 21 before kick. I think it's going to be closer than people think, especially because it's the Coastal. I just really don't see it being three touchdowns worth. No. I mean, the C and yeah. Coastal stands for chaos. I mean, you, I mean, you know about anybody. And Clemson, I mean, Georgia Tech was actually competitive versus Clemson. Like, let's keep it a bug. It, it was till it wasn't, right? They definitely had a defensive punch in the mouth. I think that Jeff Sims is certainly going to cause pits for Pitt's defense. But we just got to give more credit than they're just going to come in. And, they're not going to give up. Why do you play college football? Why do you suit up? Why do you put yourself? Football ain't one of them sports where you could just be like, you know what? Not today. You could get seriously yeah. injured messing around like that. So I'm hoping that they make it halfway competitive, but we'll see. We'll see. Week five just feels very like mm, a lot of things, a lot of shaking the table this week. A lot of like, okay, it could be crazy. It could just even itself out. But I just, I feel like a lot of things are coming down the pipe where we're going to be shot. We're going to be some upsets where we're like, huh? Okay. I think we're going to learn how like real some of these teams are overall. Like I think Clemson and NC State, I think we're going to find out if NC State actually is going to actually take the crown for the Atlantic and if Clemson actually is able to kind of... If Clemson beats NC State, that'll be more impressive than probably the game probably last season. And then also yeah. with, Florida, with Florida State too, like I love my team. We're much more improved from the past few seasons, but also this is the first true, true test that actually we're seeing overall. Like uh, LSU looks much, much better. 
but that was also week one under a new coaching staff and also Jay nailed a new offensive scheme. And then you beat, right. you'd be come back and beat Louisville. Like this is a very, very tough team to go wrong. But Wake Forest has been a very, very damn good team for the past two to three seasons. So yeah. if you beat them, that could showcase basically you'll know the Atlantic race. And then with the Coastal, after Miami kind of showed the case like, oh, we're not as good as everyone said that we are. Like this will now show with the Coastal. Like maybe, just maybe, and I hate to say this because I'm going to owe you money later for it, the Duke Blue Devils might make some noise. Pitt, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't miss can pick it that much. Or maybe, you know, there could be someone else out there in the Coastal. I don't yeah. think so, but to me, it's going to be it's going to come down to probably the the regulars. But this is going to be a very it's a great way to start conference play with each other. Yeah, yeah. I honestly am just more relieved that this is the last year we have to do this coastal division, Atlantic division ish, because it's very clear whoever has to show up for the coastal is not going to hold a candle to whoever wins the Atlantic, and that's just very apparent. And I hate that because I'm a coastal girl, but God yeah. knows it's just not it's not even close. Yeah, the town level. I mean, the Coastal went one and six in games last week. The only one win was Pittsburgh against University of Rhode Island, where I was surprised that Rhode Island even had a football team. Okay, I had to look those jokers up. Like, no, I hundred percent hear you. I, I mean, listen, I, I want better for my conference on one side, but it's actually rocking on the other. So we'll just roll with that, and then we'll get ready for next season when the best two teams will actually play each other. So there's that. Jersey Drake, we're gonna keep it short and sweet today. We're gonna make sure y'all get y'all money. We said what we needed to say, guys. Where can we find Jersey Drake? Huh, he gonna about to tell you. Where is it? You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host Dave at, at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero and the S is a five because he is ancient like Miami's offense. And also you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous. Basically, where we engage with our fans, get themes for our episodes. As always, we're fans first, people second, and contact creators third. Love to hear it, guys. With Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, thank you so much for joining the show. Have a great and safe weekend. Be smart out there. Make you some money, though. For it. Until next time, we'll see you on Monday. GBU, you know how we do. Oh, my head.